Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Yeah, thank you very much, Ruth, for joining us on this uh, Business, Wealth and Mindset podcast. So this is just a platform to get uh, uh, to capture inspirational stories of uh, people like yourselves who are doing well in business and excelling and uh, just sharing your journey, really, to to inspire others who uh, will be looking to, to do the same uh, and uh, just to share your uh, successes, struggles, challenges, lessons and everything. So we tend to uh, uh, sort of uh, begin by you just uh, giving us a bit of a snapshot of your journey, like, you know, from humble beginnings, you know, where you uh, come from, uh, the journey, growing up, family, up, up to here and uh, everything else within that. And we just get to chat through that. So, yeah, if it's uh, all right with you, just take us through that journey uh, of your um, where you started and how uh, you, you got here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So my name is Ruth Ndera. I grew up in uh, Malawi, Blantyre, mm-hmm. and uh, last born in a family of five. So yeah, childhood was pretty exciting. Coming from a very strict home, but still I could get in trouble because I was the outgoing one. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my parents didn't like the idea of going to play, so they had to come up with a plan of keeping me home. <laughs> that was, uh, as I say, doing extra tutorials or mm-hmm. cooking, especially weekends. It was a must. You have to stay in the kitchen and do some stuff. Yeah. But then again, I had to... Another thing that I find memorable is that uh, we used to go to the grandparents a lot in the village. So that's where I also learned a lot of things in my childhood, which I really value up to today. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so being the last born, I was really spoiled, really. Yeah. <laughs> I got away with a lot, I should say. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I, I still got disciplined. If, uh, uh, if I broke the house rules, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. Um, and then where um where did you go to school and uh, how 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 did that go? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, so with my yeah, I went to the primary school in Malawi, and uh, yeah, I I also did my secondary education there. So mm-hmm. I had always wanted to be a, a lawyer. Not really, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, I think, in my family, or as I would rem- as far as I can remember with most families, mm. it's like a career path is chosen for you. Yeah. Either you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, an accountant, or whatever it is, but it, there's, there's that path that is really set. Mm. So I was told, okay, we already have an accountant in the house, we already have, you know, a teacher in the house, we already have a nurse. So, you know, and then there's a mag- <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> there's a magazine I used to read, which was by Dr. Ruth. 
Mm-hmm. And this woman was so beautiful and she used to write interesting articles. So the idea of being Dr. Ruth also excited me. <laughs> because yeah. I thought, okay, why can't I be Dr. Ruth? But yeah. then honestly, I was one of those children that when I was ill and taken into hospital, I would run away at the sight of a syringe, I would run away. Mm. So I started thinking, how can I think of becoming a doctor and I can't even stand the needle? Every time I go into the hospital, I'm running out of the room. So the safest option now was to say, okay, I will become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it, beca- it became quite challenging because once you announce that dream in the family that, oh, this is what I want to be, you're already seen that way. Even the name in the house changes. It's like, yeah. oh, our lawyer. <laughs> lawyer in the house. Yeah. <laughs> A lawyer in the house, yeah. So unfortunately, I mean, when the results came out, the secondary results came out, uh, uh, I I didn't do that well. I think I became I became I became playful. I should say. Yeah. The, other, the next safest option was to find uh, a university to South Africa where I did my A levels and then carried on to do my law degree. But mm-hmm. in my second year, I got convinced because I I had visited UK so. I got excited about the idea when I saw that people who were students were also able to work. But I didn't get to ask much. And even when I was asking the ones, I, the people I knew, they would say, oh, it's easier to work here when you're a student. Mind mm-hmm. you, when I was studying in South Africa as an international I understand if I go to the United Kingdom, I'll be able to work and that will even be easier for you because I'll be able to pay my own fees and then um, just be able to support myself. Unlike in South Africa where I was totally depending on my parents. And, you know, my dad was not convinced really. But anyway, in the end, they gave in and they allowed me to come here. Oh my goodness, then the reality hits. (laughs) (laughs) Different world to what you had imagined, yeah? A completely different world to what I had imagined, and I just thought, okay, and then there's visas to deal with, the student, and even with the student, nobody had told me that as a student, they're only allowed to do 20 hours a week, and so how do you survive on 20 hours a week? (laughs) <laughs> being able to pay your fees and rent and all the bills. Mm. So, yeah, that's when I decided to take a gap year. I thought, okay, if I take a gap year, I'll be able to raise money yeah. and uh, <laughs> be able to go back to uni the following year. Mm. But, oh, my goodness, one challenge just led to the other, and it was not as easy as I thought. Yeah. Uh, it was just yeah too much but then um on the light on the positive side i found that the area i was living some of the colleges they were offering free courses mm-hmm. so because i knew okay i'm in this country for to study but i'm not able to carry on with my law degree why can't i just go and do something to pass time so i used to do probably two three jobs but then in between i, would, I can sac- i thought i can sacrifice two three hours in a day and go and do something so I used to do, I used to go to my local college where uh, I started doing a course in hospitality, course hospitality, 
and um, catering. I also did business administration. So I was just picking courses here and there to keep me going. It didn't matter to me whether they were just going on for six months or a year or two yeah. years, but I just, whatever opportunity was there that was offered for free, I was able to do that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That, that, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your story is characterized by, uh, you know, having a vision of something you believed you're coming to and then finding it's a bit different to what you imagined. But uh, you, yeah. you still picked out the opportunities within that to to make something of, of yourselves. You know, first <laughs> yes, with that challenge, you know, because, uh, you know, other people just uh, maybe just give up and think, you know, it's, uh, this is hard, I'll just go back to South Africa or go back and do something. Mm. But uh, you, you got stuck in in there and uh, reinvented yourself by doing something. Did you did you have yeah. like uh, people in your here who would support you as well and encourage you and help you to um, pursue other things, the things that you were you did in the end? Um, in terms of the careers I was doing, or uh, yeah, or pe people that you know, like either fellow Malawians or or any people who would be like mentors or help you with the direction of what you should, you should do, given the challenges you, you are facing? <clears throat> Unfortunately, at that time, I didn't have. And mm -hmm. um, it, it was the case of, oh, why are you bothered? And maybe most of the people, I mean, I was not in an area where there were so many people. Yeah. And you're also, I, I, I should also say, maybe the few people I knew, they'll be like, oh, why are you bothering? Just go and do the jobs that everyone is doing. Mm -hmm. But I found that quite frustrating because I was thinking, I'm here on a mission. This is not what I came for. This is not what I signed up for. And they're like, oh, no, just do what everyone is doing. We all came like this. But then, you know, but yeah. at the same time, there was also fear, not knowing who to talk to and not knowing how that's going to be. I mean, you, you there was that fear, I should say, like, oh, if I talk to someone, am I not going to put myself into trouble? Yeah. Am I not going to be sent back home? And again, there was that shame that if I go back home, will I not be seen as a failure? Mind you, I already told you my dad was against the idea because mm. he thought, why can't you just stay in South Africa and finish? So now how do I go back and say, oh, <laughs> what you want me? I think now reality is hitting in. So it was quite challenging, really, yeah. uh, not knowing. But I just had to do some self, you know, I had to do my own research, self-education, and just reading stuff and how I can find my way through the system and be able to to stand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because mm. uh, in those situations, just like you found out, there's still opportunities within here which you managed to look into and uh, and get mm. them to actually help you as well. So how how did that then progress? Did you eventually come back to your law degree or? How did things move on? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I think after no, yeah, after a few years, I realized that no, I may have to. Okay, what was happening is because then I I I started getting to know people, people who were at the university who I, I thought okay, these were going to be my classmates. I would go to the same church. So every time we had events, I would always say, oh, I'll be the one cooking and all that. So everyone would enjoy the food. So mind you, with the, uh, the courses that I had done, I realized that I was so passionate about that. 
And remember, I was also saying, growing up, my parents didn't like the idea of going out. So that passion for cooking, I mean, had, had been there from childhood. So now going, coming here for a degree, I found that cooking is what kept me going. Any given opportunity, any function, I'll find myself cooking. Mm. And then I thought, you know what, why don't I just be doing a little something out of here? So then I would bake cakes, I would make birthday cakes and sell them and all that. And I just, I just got to a point where I said, oh, I remember one day I went to um, a business seminar and uh, the guy was talking, actually it was a church conference and the pastor was like, oh, he actually narrated the path like the way I've just said that, oh, especially you people, you've been given careers, you want to be a doctor, you want to be this, mm. but your hands are gifted. Why can't you just look at your hands and say you can make money out of this? It's not always about having a white collar job and all that. So I looked at him as like, is this guy talking to me? And he actually said, oh, some of you, when you cook food, people will actually lick the plates because your food is good. Do you know you can make money out of that? Mm. Uh, it was a very powerful session. And I just thought, well, it was the scales just fell off my eyes. And I thought, you know what, this guy is talking to me. So at that point, I started, give, I started accepting that, oh, probably I've been doing, I've been following a dream or I've been talking about this law career. For the wrong reasons but the importance of following my passion mm -hmm. because i had to ask the why why did i want to go into law why did i want to become a lawyer was it because i'm passionate about it or just to fit in while with the cooking i wasn't struggling and of all the free courses that were being offered why did i the only thing that attracted me was that so mm -hmm. i just said you know this is it. So I started talking to my parents about it. They were not happy with the idea at first. They're like, ooh, <laughs> from a lawyer now to a, a chef. A this, chef. Is not, this is not on. <laughs> uh, okay. Actually, we don't even say chef. They say a cook. A cook. <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah. the disappointment. Yeah. Because the time, especially for us, you growing up in Malawi, the idea of yeah. the prestige of those uh, careers like law and accounting and you know they make the parents proud yeah. they say they have a daughter oh yes and all of that but oh. when it's like a cook it's like something that's uh, <laughs> almost like frowned upon you know it's a different mentality yeah. kind of thinking it's yes. a different yeah it's a different mm -hmm. mentality so even with friends they were laughing they're like oh my god you must be you must be going mad Mm. And how can you be a cook all the way from your country and here just to settle down to be a, a, a cook? Mm. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So, but I just thought, you know what? This is my life. This is me. Yeah. But then later on, my parents accepted the idea. They fully supported me and they just said, you know what? If this is what you want to do, go for it. Mm. So, yeah. And then, uh, I, I just started, you know, building up. It was crazy. I would just, if, if I find industrial pots somewhere, I would buy them. If I find rice cookers, I would just, be, I, I, started, I just started buying stuff bit by bit. And in my mind still, I was thinking, okay, I will still have a job because I grew up in a home where both parents worked and we mm -hmm. still had a side hustle where there was a little business going on at home. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was still thinking, oh, um, 
I would still run, a, I would love to run a restaurant. I would love to have my own catering business, but I would still be working. And yeah. now I look back, I'm thinking, who was I think that would be running that for me? <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I was just thinking, you know, yeah, maybe I'll have some people doing that and I'll be still doing my job. But yeah. then what happened is and I, I had children and while I was on uh, maternity leave, I still, I mean, I was still able to do job uh, uh, working in, in, in a college somewhere in London. But then when I became pregnant and I was home looking after my children, I was still able to do the cakes, to cater for the small mm. events and all that. Mm. And then when I decided to go back to work, that's when the challenge hit me because yeah. I started struggling with childcare. I see. And yeah, I started struggling with childcare. I would leave my children uh, with a child mind around six in the morning so that I can go to work and the child mind will be the one to drop them at school. I would spend the whole day at work. By the time I get home, I pick them from the child mind around six, we get home around seven, nearly 8 p.m. I was so exhausted. I was so tired. It was so tiring that I just thought, what am I doing for myself? Hmm. And um, I think as well, for me, when I look back, uh, another thing that I didn't mention is that when I was in my first year at university, I, I got pregnant with my firstborn. Mm -hmm. But when he was 10 months old, my parents said, you can carry on with the education. We don't want you to stop studying. So let's help you look after the child. So mm -hmm. they took my son when he was 10 months old. Yeah. And yeah, so you can, uh, I didn't have that uh, bond or that relationship. I missed out, missing my, my child grow. I missed out on those milestones. I missed taking my child to school because he was home. I was busy studying. Mm. So when this pattern started of going to work early, leaving the children with a child minder, that experience really struck me hard. I said, mm. I'm not going to allow history to repeat itself. Yeah. Mm. It really hurt me. I said it really hurt me that I, I, I mean, I had no choice then. I was so I was quite young, and I know my parents wanted me to carry on with my education. Mm. But in this situation, I felt like I had more control. I had the power to make that decision whereby I can strike a balance somewhere yeah. where I'm, I don't feel like I'm neglecting my children, where I don't feel like I'm chasing money, but at the same time. I'm, not, I'm losing the relationship that I want to have with my children. Mm. So I had a chat with my boss about it. And my boss said, oh, do you want to do a part-time job? I said, no, mm. uh, I just want to resign. And he encouraged me, said, well, why don't you try a part-time job and see how it works? So I, mm. I stopped working full-time. I tried part-time job so that I can now concentrate on the business. But still, it wasn't working. Because mm. there was that comfortability to think, oh, you know, even sometimes when some, a customer would come and say, we want you to do this, but because I know I've got a job somewhere, I would not put 100% effort yeah. into it. Mm. Or sometimes someone wants food done on a weekend, but maybe that's the weekend I've promised my boss I'll cover the hours that I couldn't cover during the week. Mm. So it was really difficult. So I just told my boss, you know what? Even this part-time job is not working. I'm resigning. said, Ruth, you're crazy. You are very, very crazy. You don't know, you don't even have customers and all that. How are you going to do this? I said, yeah. I don't know, but something has to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
Yeah. Wow. So you 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 you've gone through <clears throat> a number of important lessons in there for people. I mean, first mm. is uh, you know where you discovered that you know the path of following uh, to do like a law degree or whatever was not in line with your values and your passion as a person because the places and the areas where you are spending most of your time and money was you know doing the cooking and being creative with food you know so that's, mm. that's quite a, an important lesson for most people who they are pursuing something because of pressures either of our family or the environment around them but not pursuing actually something that is in line with our values and that's the path yeah. that we took so in in a way you 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 took it whether i guess it was consciously in a way but most of the time people read and understand about how to do these things from either reading books and understand what you can do mm-hmm. to follow your passion and in fact you just talked through a lot of the stuff that i talked about in the you know the new book that i wrote about how people can start thinking about starting a business yeah uh, oh and, right <laughs> it's exactly those things i, I call it uh, this uh, uh the blueprint to starting your inspired business but an inspired business mm. is like you have which is something that is linked to your passion yeah uh, mm. but uh, people get uh bogged down in the sense that whatever it is that is inspiring to them sometimes they can't see how they can monetize it how they can make money from it just like yeah. people look at a cook it's like oh you can't become big or successful or whatever as a cook but people have made it mm. big and make millions and thing uh, you know being yeah. a, a cook but it, there is also an element of uh, sometimes it's not just about the money so it's also about serving people and you know when you prepare like good food and you get the compliments and people are like wow mm, awesome yeah. food Ruth, and thing that there is a, <laughs> that element of the contribution you're doing to people and how it makes you feel as well and that's all part of the package and it looks like you yeah. discovered that uh, yourself, yourself as well in, in in the right way which, which is great you know um, oh, great yeah, it <laughs> and 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 also you got into have this challenge now for finding that uh, you know you've got children and then you've got uh, a work and you've got that comfort of maybe a regular paycheck but if you go if you give it up and go the business way there's that fear and element of oh what if i don't have customers what it doesn't work so that uh, mm-hmm. safety net of a job sometimes keeps you are uh, from progressing and uh, making that breakthrough into success of something because business mm. and everything is risky and it's also hard and difficult and sometimes mm. you don't know where you will land you never get to realize your potential because you're stuck in there but again there, yeah. for you you took that decision to jump so you know all those traits of people who succeed in business by making those decisions you're already demonstrating and that is uh, you know very good lessons that people can take and resonate with your story and your success which is brilliant uh, so um how did the uh, things move on from there uh, to to start and grow your business after resigning from work <clears throat> Okay yeah so after resigning I uh, I had to come up with a business plan 
Because mm. mind you, everything else I was doing before that, I was just doing it as a side hustle. There was no proper structure. There was no yeah. plan. There was no, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I had to come up with a business plan. I had to find a business plan. I wanted to let you know, then things become easier. So, yeah, after I registered my business, I started, you know, advertising and um, learning more. I went on more training. Uh, but it wasn't easy to start with because most of the time, it's just like when someone goes for a job interview, say like a graduate, they're like, mm. how, how, how many years experience do you have? Yeah. Oh, we want someone with experience. We want someone with experience. So uh, uh, it was that challenging because people were like, oh, can you show us the events you've done before? Mm-hmm. And then anything else I was doing before, as I've said, it was just like, you know, for fun. Yeah. So I didn't even have the, I didn't even think about checking, which is so important. People need to know anything you do, whether you're just doing it as a gift, you're just doing it as a, whether it's a birthday cake, you're just giving it to a friend, take pictures of it, take a record of what you're doing. Because I had all these things in my head, but there was nothing to show on paper. They, I had no evidence to tell people, look, I've catered for my friend's wedding. I've catered for party of 50 people or 100 people. Mm. So some people are like, mm, we're not sure about this, especially with... But then just delivered. From there, then people were so impressed. They were happy with the food presentation. Um the quality of the food, the taste of the food, everything was just ticking the box. So word of mouth went round. It, it was so good that, you know, mm-hmm. the people who were there, some of them were taking the numbers, but I was like, oh, I'm going to be getting married next year. I'm going to have a party next year. So it started building from there. And uh, that's how mm. I started progressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's brilliant. That's, uh, that's a great story. But uh, if you had uh, gotten stuck in your day job, this is it's this is something that you wouldn't have broken through into, you know. Uh, not yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what, what would what would you say, or what would be your advice to people who maybe are in a similar situation and they are maybe stuck in a day job, but they have a passion of some sort? What 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 can you advise them, bearing in mind your experience and what you went through? <laughs> Uh, what I would say is, you know, what I'd advise such people is just to say, follow your dream. And I think the problem I've realized is that people expect success overnight. Mm. It doesn't mm. happen that way. Yeah. It takes a lot of sacrifice. sacrifice. It takes a lot of uh, discipline. I, I I always say my thing has just been passed on to you. But when you're starting from scratch, there's so many things you need to sacrifice, like, you know, sleepless nights to adjust. That's what I did. I had to adjust, you know, mm. because you get used to that. Okay, I know I'm getting paid today. I can afford to go on this holiday. I can afford to go and buy these sort of things. I can afford to live like this. But then when there's no paycheck coming, what do you do? You learn to adjust. But this is where some most people struggle because they always think, oh, so how am I going to? Customers are not coming. Let me go back to my job. Mm. I have I've had moments like that whereby I've I've been tempted to call back my ex boss and say I know he would give me back the job and 
but the why, the why, the reason why I quit in the first place is what yeah. you know. I said, no, 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 I'm not picking that call. Yeah. Because yeah. you think, oh my God, there are no customers this month. I haven't had customers for the past two, three months. It's mm. normal, but I just have to keep building, have to keep building, have to keep building, and eventually it picks up. But yeah. people give up easily because they want success to come overnight. Overnight. They yeah. want to advertise their business today. You think like you know, it's so exciting because when you're coming up with all those plans, when you're coming up with your advertise, I mean whatever you're advertising, your plan, you kind of see like customers are queuing outside the door. Mm-hmm. You're seeing yourself making millions in a day or in, a, in whatever, <laughs> but it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> Reality hit, but you, yeah. But most people easily give up because they don't have that patience. Mm. You need to have that patience for something. And, you know, just being consistent, just being, you know, working on it, working hard, working hard. It's like when you plant a seed in the ground. It doesn't just come out the day after. It takes Mm. time. There's a season. So I think this is where most people miss it. Miss it. Wow. That's great. Now. Mm. What, what what do you understand and what does it mean to you, the, the word mindset, like the mentality and the mindset of people when it comes to business? Mindset? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think it's, um, for me, it's a lack of knowledge, really. Mm-hmm. Lack of information. Mm. And because... We've been built in it. Most people have a certain way of thinking. Perfect example is what I shared before. People only define success in one way. So that mindset to think the only way to live is this way is what what makes people to be stuck. Yeah. Because it's just like one direction. The only way I can get to London is just through this way. Yeah. You forget that you can fly, you forget that you can take a train, you can there's no just you, if you want you can even cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. how I see that you know that, that's where the mindset yeah just lacking information and you know being stuck in just one corner thinking this is the only way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. that that that's great. So have there been uh, people because uh, part of the success in uh, Business also is about the network and the environment and the people around you. Uh, have you mm-hmm. had uh, people like mentors? I mentioned, I mean, you mentioned your pastor before, who you know give like mm-hmm. a presentation which actually helped you to uh, mm-hmm. see the direction that you wanted to go. But have there been along the way people also who have uh, helped you or mentored you in the journey into business to get to where you are now? <clears throat> Uh, uh, a few people who have mentored me. As I said earlier, that uh, as the, at the beginning, I had to find a mentor. I had to network quite a lot. I had to change my circle, really, because I thought, okay, if, we're, if the environment I'm in mean, is not helping, I need to be somewhere. So I... I joined uh, a network of like women in business and then there's another network of just people in business. Mm-hmm. So those networks really helped me. And in those networks, you know, I found people who are ahead of where, who, who are where I want to be. When I see my five-year plan, 10-year plan, I'm seeing people who are there. And when they started sharing their stories, I was like, wow. So 
I can learn from these people. Unfortunately, and, and very fortunately for me, these people are, were also able to share, or oh, try this person if this one doesn't work, or maybe try this one. And yeah, I found that that network really helped me and those people. Oh, my coach, my coach, we fight like uh, <laughs> cat and dog, but it's very, very helpful because I thought, you know, there are times we, I go for, uh, for my coaching sessions with him and mm-hmm. you want to start arguing and all that. And sometimes I, 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 used, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not coming back here again. <laughs> but then yeah. following week, we make up, we are best buddies because I realize that he is not my friend to be sugarcoating, but he's yes. there to help me. And mm-hmm. I look back now, the past, you know, years, I'm like, you know, we, I needed this because if not for those people, if I didn't have my business, probably I would have given up. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have those people around me, the network system, those people who are cheering me on, those people who are saying, uh-uh, Ruth, don't take left, take right. Yeah. It's a, it has really helped me. So, yeah, it's very, very important to have such type of people yeah and it's 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 great that you you mentioned that as well because sometimes Mm. the people around you if the vibes and the uh feelings around are not conducive to where you want to go they can also pull you down and that's why you say you have to change a bit of your circle and get uh, uh into networks that would help you people who are almost like minded they are in business but they can also challenge you not just sugarcoat what you're doing and uh, sing yeah. your praises and say oh this is great and whatever because it doesn't push you to that breakthrough of success but it helps you to grow as well because you know in business as in anything we never arrive there's constant learning like you find like constant in, learning in yeah. your field, you have to be creative all the time you know something that you created mm. before you know you 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 want to wow people in a different way. So you're always mm. thinking of Yeah. Things. It's good you said that, Alex, because uh, when we're talking about mindset earlier, when mm. I talk about changing the cycle, mm. you know some people's mindset is business is not work. Yeah. So I was in a circle that you know, people would be asking me, so why don't you want doing a nine to five? I feel like I'm doing a nine to nine or even a 20, 23 out of 24 hour job. Yeah. But it's that sort of mindset that they think, oh, why is she not working? Mm. And then they they go like, why are you doing business only? Why don't you go and work? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sort of environment can kind of feel like, I need to, I need to shift here. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. absolutely. And uh, when you discover that the mindset and the thinking which is here is not the same kind of mindset and thinking that will take you to success. That's when mm. you try and align yourself to the right kind of people, the right kind of groups who think in a similar way to you and they will help you on the journey. Dr. Alex. <laughs> All right. That's I don't know fine. what happened. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, I just went over there. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just uh, touching on that, that, uh, you know, like we say, you know, the mindset that uh, takes you somewhere, in most cases, you need to upgrade your operating system. It's almost mm-hmm. like a, a computer. You know, if you have a computer which is Windows 97, it's not going to run a new operating system, which is Windows 2000, whatever. You have to yeah. upgrade your systems. Mm-hmm. And 
in development, that's what as people we have to do. We always have to upgrade ourselves. And but if you stay in a circle which is not conducive to that, you know, it's difficult for you to make that breakthrough. So um, those kind of understandings and people listening to this and uh, hearing your story, they can pick up on those to say at least they need that kind of uh, new mentality, new mindset to say yeah. they need to surround themselves with successful people, people who have, uh, uh, you know, gone through the process and they, they can help them to actually move forward as well. You know, people like yourself, which, which, is, which is great. Uh, so now, uh, where is the business now and what's the vision? Where do you want to be? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the business now, oh, it's... Um... I think when I started off, it was mainly for events, yeah. catering for events, uh, which was going quite well until the pandemic, which is yeah. a story for another day. Yes, I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you can imagine the frustration, like, you know, I mean, uh, with everyone, with everything that has happened. But that's, that it is what it is. Yeah. But what I started doing during the the lockdown, because uh, with all the events that I had been had been pre-booked, all the weddings for 2020, even mm. beginning of 2021, had mm. to go. So that's just back. It, it felt like back to square one. Mm. So I had to start doing takeaways. All right, great. Mm -hmm. I had to start doing takeaways where people just have to pre-book and collect. And I can say something positive has come out of it because the, the greatest demand was from charities who were able to um, order food for people who were recovering from COVID or who were isolating. Yeah. And mainly families, probably maybe mom, mom or dad were both positive and children had no food. So I had I came up with a package whereby these are freshly made meals, tasty meals that can be frozen, that can be frozen, and the children can just put in the microwave and eat. Even the mm. people in the recovery, I know most people maybe were struggling with tests and all that, mm. but another baby was birthed through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we have a community meal, which is something separate from the business, but it's yeah. really going well. But in terms of root super kitchen going ahead when when all this is over and all that it's just to be able to have a a center that's that that's the vision really to have a center where mm -hmm. there's a, a center of uh, excellence and creativity yeah. where we're not just teaching one thing like it's not just about cooking but it's all these things that we are talking about mindset yeah. following your dream following your passion that's mm -hmm. where that's 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 that's, yeah. that's the vision yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's brilliant so you can uh, share your knowledge as well and help other people who have uh, yes. and the passion to also realize their dream mm -hmm. which, which is great so at the moment uh is it all uh, from home? You have a, a, a restaurant, a place, like after the pandemic. How, how has the business progressed? Like, do you have uh, staff as well, people who cook for you? And how, how um, big has the business grown? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It's crazy when you say about how the business has, uh, I think that's where the training center comes in because I feel like I'm doing too much. I, uh, yeah. Obviously at the beginning, it was manageable where um, yeah. I can, I could, I can just, I could just do it on my own. But then as I'm getting older as well, I realize that I can't stand in the kitchen as long as I used to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, in terms of staff, mainly um, because of the nature of the business, we normally use agency staff. So it depends with the type of event. Mm -hmm. Some events, uh, like I think the biggest one I've done so far is 400 guests, which is crazy. I look back, yeah. I was like, how did I do that? That was at even at the beginning of the, when I had just started, mm. a lady came to me, said she's doing a, a party and uh, something, and she's having 400 guests. But strangely, I managed to cook that, with just the help of two staff. Mm. Wow. But then, yeah, which is, I really challenged myself because I think that I'm not, um, I just want to make sure that everything is perfect. I don't want to to really rely on someone and say, oh, be able to do this unless I'm, I've really trained them properly. Yes. So, yeah, so we uh, that's that's where the training center comes in because we want to get to that whereby I'm training my own chef and yeah. doing things my own way because most of the recipes I do, I create them myself. So it's not just because someone said, oh, I know how to make baked beans or I know how to do chicken stew, but yeah. it has to be done, it has to be done in this roof super kitchen way. Mm. Yeah, so that's how I'm managing that. So it doesn't matter with the booking. I normally depend on agency staff, which are quite reliable yeah. uh, in terms of serving. But cooking, I'm still getting there. I need to learn to, you know, mm. delegate okay. and just train people so that mm. I can have a team who can help me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because you, you've got, a, you've got a, a brand to maintain and protect yes. the way that uh, your, your food is cooked. And also just going back to, like you said, because the the field and the industry you are in, which which is food, this is this is a necessity for people. It's not like it's a luxury, yeah. you know. So whatever happens in the world, pandemic or no pandemic, people still have to eat. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's it's great that uh, given the challenge that happened, you are still able to pivot your business and offer takeaway. So that is another great example as well of looking at the situation you come across and uh, looking at the opportunities that it presents rather than just the downside of it as well. So that, that's great. So in terms of uh, um, like in business, when you talk about uh, leverage, which is basically, you know, a number of things, including scalability of the business and also making sure that you can balance it and have it as a system, not that is, um, not just taking up your time, but it's also uh, helping free your time. So you look at leveraging like technology and people and all kinds of things. Is there things that you've thought about? Obviously you, you talk about the uh, um, the learning and teaching center, but uh, is there stuff that you can offer online? It could be like courses that you can build online to teach people how to do certain things and people can actually uh, get to uh, to subscribe to those courses and that could be another stream for you to teach which is stuff that you build one time or like an academy but then it gets to pay you over and over again because you can enroll people into it to to learn and and teach stuff is that something that you 
looked into as a leveraging of your time? It, it's some yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about, especially now. So it's uh we're still working on it and hopefully sooner it's something mm. that's gonna start doing going to start doing. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because mm -hmm. I had a chat with one of the mentors yesterday and we're just talking about the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because, because it's it's something that you can you can hopefully we we'll look into. Uh, mm, uh, we are looking into it. And yeah, and, and it's something that you can build, like you know, you know like it's gonna be minimum of yeah, because you you can just uh, like uh, take a camera whilst you are creating mm. a certain dish, just uh, take it through step by step, and you can show people the ingredients, the stuff that you're doing. And that can be your course there or your teaching already set there. And then you just uh, put it up on a, on a platform where people can subscribe or you can do that uh, as a course. So that's uh, another great way to leverage uh, your skills as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to, at this stage, to put up, because you've got a website, yeah? Mm -hmm. What is it? Is it uh, Ruth Super Kitchen? Is it? Is it? Is it? What's the uh, yeah. name of your? What's the name of yeah. your website? Is it? Is it Ruth Super Kitchen? Yeah, but it's down at the moment, so I don't know if it's gonna. Ah, okay. I wanted to see if we can show yeah. some of your recipes or some of your food. Uh, Oh, so there's is, much is on it... Instagram and Facebook. Ah, on Facebook. Okay, let's let's see. Oh, okay. but yeah, yeah, Instagram, Instagram business page. There's quite a lot than on the on the website because they're still working on it. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So we are changing a few things. Yeah. And what's on Instagram? Is it just a Ruth? Uh, Ruth and no, Ruth Super Kitchen. Uh, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Super Kitchen. Okay, so let's have a, a quick uh, look around just to give people a flavor of uh, the stuff that you're doing. So let's see. Okay. Um, so. Let's navigate some of your stuff. So yeah, you've got a a number of stuff here. I see the article which appeared in the news in Malawi. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so you do Mother's Day special, but wow, look at this food, yeah. You know, so you do a lot of um, food with fresh vegetables and all kinds of things. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing food, and it looks healthy food as well. <laughs> yeah. We are trying. <laughs> we are trying to eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. This is great food, and look at the presentation as well. You know, it's amazing food. So yeah, wow, um, yeah, the Ruth's super kitchen. So 
that's 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 great. I think we'll, we can share some of this um, <coughs> for people as well. Ruth Super Kitchen, where they can find it on Instagram. So let's see. We can create a banner. <coughs> yeah. So that's your Instagram, Ruth Super Kitchen. So people can find you, but yeah, <clears throat> it's absolutely amazing food. Uh, Thank which you. Which is great. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 great food. So uh, great inspiration, actually, uh, Ruth, of you wow. creating this amazing food and making a business out of it. And uh, yeah, you're 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 doing really well. So. Uh, like you say, your 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 vision. So where where would you say you see yourself in, let's say, five years or ten years time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, that's a oh my goodness! <laughs> you must have imagined or visualized it in ten years time. Hmm. Ten years time, yeah. Uh, yeah visualize yeah. Um, your center would be up and running. There, you would you would have taken. I'll be up and running, and I'll be doing less work. I think, because yeah. <laughs> I would have trained a number of you know. <laughs> yeah, in your brand, yeah. and probably created an online platform as well of your. Created an online platform, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to be able, even in, in, to be able to travel back to my home country, Malawi, yeah. and also teach the same, you know, in yeah. in um, in a setting there. And yeah, okay. <clears throat> and um, and then, how can people find you and your services if they are if they are looking to either? get your services or book, uh, you know, for events or takeaways or something. How can people find you? Yeah, on Instagram, Facebook, or we have a booking service on WhatsApp as well. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm give, don't need to give the number. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on, on, uh, yeah, on WhatsApp and uh, Instagram, Facebook. People Instagram and Facebook, can, can yeah. Uh, um, look out for Ruth Mbera and they, they can they can find you. Do you um yeah. do you get to see that sometimes you're overwhelmed with too many bookings and you have to either put put or off or do you do you get to <clears throat> satisfy um, all bookings? So far, uh, I can say I've created a system which is working well for me because I don't operate a takeaway mm -hmm. service which is um like you're just going into McDonald's and all that. We have a pre-booked service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at least uh, the system is that people should pre-book their food at least 48 hours. So okay. that way um, uh, we're able to know that, okay, this is the amount of orders we are having in a day. Mind you, because at the moment, because of the pan pandemic, we're just operating from home. There's yeah. only so much we can do. At the same time, following mm -hmm. the government guidelines and then environmental health. We mm -hmm. cannot have customers picking food at the same time. So they're given slots. So mm -hmm. a pre-booked service really helps to plan. So we're able to tell customers, okay, these are the only slots available for this day. And mm -hmm. that way it's also giving me time to 
to be able because we don't want to compromise on quality. We don't want to compromise yeah. on standards just because someone wants something there and then there's a process that has to be followed. So yeah. because of that, I find that it's really working well and it helps me not to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, occasionally you get people who will be calling around midnight. Is there food available? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's always that temptation to think, okay, maybe, yeah. you know, but now, you know, there's a system because yeah. I also need to recharge so that I'm able yes. to serve my customers, you know, in a better way. Because if I break down, then their business is also, you know, going to be affected. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of our coverage, how... Where do you cover uh, food-wise? Is it the whole of the UK or certain parts of the UK? Actually, the whole of UK with events, <laughs> with the rules of action, we've done the whole of UK. And because mm -hmm. uh, uh, we have covered, I'm based in Manchester, but covered weddings in Newport, Scotland, mm -hmm. London. Uh, yeah, but with the takeaway service at the moment, because it's collection only. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter. Sometimes people can be just traveling from wherever they are passing through Manchester. They pre-book and say, we'll be driving past, we want to pick food. Okay. So even with collection, it's not limited as long yeah. as it's pre-booked. Yeah. yeah. The coverage is all over UK. Yeah. All over the UK. Brilliant. Now, Ruth, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, capturing your inspirational story. I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with your story as well. And, uh, you know, the challenges and the successes within and just the mentality of it as well so thank you very much for sharing that and uh, do you have any last words you would uh, encourage people either aspiring chefs or young girls in malawi or people who are looking to follow their passion either in cooking or something how they can uh, maybe co connect with you or learn from you or, or just general advice you can give for them to do Oh, okay. I uh, know it's been a pleasure being here. I've enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so for those people who are aspiring to be uh, chefs or just young entrepreneurs, feel free to connect with me. Um, also run a program which is uh, called Fierce, Be Fierce. Yeah. It's something that I birthed because of my personal story. Uh, so it's it's really empowering because it teaches young girls that there's nothing that can stop you. Yeah. And coming from a culture whereby, as I've shared before, that, you know, there's a certain route that has to be followed. Even things like marriage, you yeah. have to finish your education, get married, have children. Yeah. There's that pressure so much that sometimes people are ending in unwanted marriages and girls are failing to follow their dreams because yeah. they have to settle down or they have to. But people have to know that, you know, you can follow your dreams everything just follow your path if you're not ready to do that don't fall into pressure but yeah. when they connect with me through that fierce program if whether i'm happy we can have one to one half sessions where we do that or we yeah. have uh, programs as, uh, throughout the year they can connect and then just learn a lot from that we have so many ladies who have their own different stories as well and it's yeah. very very encouraging because the yeah. feedback we've been receiving is so positive to mm -hmm. know that oh so 
this woman has been through it uh, through this i can also been through i can also go through it and come up higher and come up rising so mm -hmm. we want to raise a generation of women a generation of girls who mm -hmm. are unstoppable who should who should never stop dreaming who should not be giving to societal pressures but just stand firm and be fierce and follow their dreams yeah yeah that's amazing. That's a, a noble cause. And, uh, you know, if you can uh, uh, bring up and, uh, you know, young girls and entrepreneurs into that uh, success through uh, your program, that would be an uh, amazing feat, especially in this uh, uh, modern age of, uh, you know, information and the knowledge sharing. There's so many platforms that you can impact people through, you know, you know, things like, uh, you know, your online programs here as well, and reach out to people wherever they are through technology. So that's an amazing feat. So thank you very much, Ruth. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you've been amazing and uh, shared uh, inspirational stories. I'm sure we'll probably be following your journey and uh, probably get you back on the podcast at some point, find out how things are progressing and how you're doing and uh, share uh, a bit of the journey with our listeners as well. So. Thank you very much for today and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day too. Thank you. Thanks, Ruth. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.